This is a STEAM Channel program on UCTV. Go full STEAM ahead at uctv.tv slash STEAM, where science, technology, engineering, arts, and math converge. Hi, everyone. I'm Shelley Kurth, and I'm here today with my colleague, Dr. Nicola Sisi. We are going to be talking to you about how to stay sane in these times of unprecedented parenting. Many of you now have a new role of both parent and teacher and probably feel a little overwhelmed. I get it. I am a mom too, and I'm feeling that same pressure. Let's take a second right now and take a deep breath. We've got this. In fact, I want you to remember that you've actually been a teacher your whole life with your kiddo. Um, everything you need is really right there in front of you. And together, we're going to rock this. What do you think, Nicole? I couldn't agree more, Shelley. You know, all of us are in this together. And all of us are parents. And we're parents first. And we are going to help you leverage uh, your amazing mom and dad or granny and grandpa and auntie superpowers to become sane homeschooling connoisseurs. And Shelly and I are going to leverage what we know in our collective 30 plus years of working in education. We've both been teachers, we've been principals, um, other school administrators, uh, we've been parent coaches and have helped families deal with all sorts of challenges and turbulent moments in their time as parents. Um, but never before have we, as a collective, all been together in our homes responsible for our children's growing learning opportunities. And so our goal today and in the coming weeks is just to help you tap into what you already know, provide you with some tools and opportunities of how you make the best of these moments and how to support your kid. And we're going to start today by talking a little bit just about how to set up your homeschooling space. In addition to what we're going to talk about, we will provide you um, both on the UCTV website and on the YouTube channel with some additional resources and links that you can refer to. And we're always just a click away to help you make the most of this. So let's dive in. Shelly, do you want us to get us kicked off? Yeah, we're going to be talking about five elements of this homeschooling um, process or homeschooling in your home. The first one is setting up your dedicated space, curating your materials, creating realistic and flexible schedules, establishing some ground rules to make things a little more harmonious. And probably my favorite is celebrating success. So let's start by diving into the dedicated area or space. I know this is really tough to find a, a dedicated space, a place that you call your learning area that is quiet and free from distractions and ready to go every day for learning. I live in a small house. I know some of you do too. So this might even be communal space. Mine is the kitchen table and that's okay. If you have a home office or a spare bedroom, that might be the place that you choose. The most important part is that you've decided that this is where the learning is going to take place and this is where the teaching is going to happen. That way you'll have your tools at your fingertips and that your mindset will be about learning in those moments. I know people who are using their kitchen counter. I also know a family who's doing their um, learning in a, a playhouse. It's okay so long as everyone knows when you're in that space, you're learning. Um, 
just make sure that you find uh, uh, those agreements within your family and use them to make your learning happen. And we'll talk a little bit more about those agreements. But before we do, I wanted to show you my homeschooling spot. I have a six-year-old kindergartner, and we actually homeschool in the garage. We call it very cleverly garage school. And we've actually built a tent. And so what you see here in this picture is the space where my son and I do our learning. And again, it meets those three points that Shelly talked about, right? It's a dedicated space. It's away from distraction and the materials that we need are close by. So what do I mean when I say materials? Uh, I don't want you to overthink this at all, um, but I do want you to really think ahead on what materials you might need because anytime you get up and move away from your space, that's another distraction. And what we know as educators is that anytime you interrupt the learning and move to another space, it takes you that much longer to get back engaged in the work that you're doing. And for some of us, even getting started and homeschooling our kid and getting into the flow is hard enough. So we don't want you to break that flow and get distracted or give your child one more reason to sort of sneak away into another space. Pencil, pens, markers, maybe you need a glue stick if you have a younger learner, maybe some colored markers or crayons, maybe a stapler. And if your dedicated space is one that is used for other things throughout the day, put everything in a little box so you can pack it up, move it away to the side. And if your school has provided you with some lessons, you may just wanna take a peek at what is required in those lessons so that you can have it right there with you when you get started on the work. Um, and if your school hasn't sent you information, again, I mentioned this earlier, we have provided you with a couple of quick tools um, of how you could be spending your time. Reading is super critical. Um, so you've got some reading tools and free places to get books. You have some online field trips that we've provided you as well as some ways to exercise and keep moving. But Shelly, why don't you talk to us a little bit more about schedules and what else our day could look like? Yeah, you know, that has been the biggest question that I've had from families who are calling me right now. Um, there's so much time in the day, and if you don't structure that time, the days can feel really long. So my first rule of thumb is always be flexible and be realistic. You're not going to have a seven-hour school day like the kids do at away school. Homeschool, you might have a shorter learning time three hours for our little guys, uh, maybe a little more for our, our kids who are older. Um, you can do a lot quicker learning at homeschool and it takes a, a lot longer with those 25 kids in a classroom. And be flexible. You've got a whole house at home. There are things that are going to come up. Well, having a schedule is important. Keeping that schedule isn't as important every day. If there's an emergency, it's okay, let it go. If you need a little more celebration, it's okay, let it go build, co-create a schedule together. Look at that schedule, try to keep it, but be flexible and be realistic. Remember, you and your family are all in that together. One of my favorite things to do with a schedule is to use a timer. It helps with little kids and it helps with big kids. But knowing that you have a chunk of time and then a break is really important. So we use a timer at home all the time to keep us focused. Um, on the learning and also to know that we've got a break ahead of us. Um, and I think that that's really important for me and it's important for my daughter and it's important to know when my husband can enter the learning zone. 
Um, so remember to use a, ti- a timer if, that, if you can. I just use my phone timer. Get creative. On that schedule, you can add household chores. You can add art, tinkering. Um, I know my teenagers like to add me time. Um, so go ahead and be creative and co-create it with your child because they'll have a lot of ideas of things that they want to do. Um, and there's a lot of learning that can happen that's not the assignments coming from school. So maybe make a list about what that might look like for your family. I've included my list of what our home learning is. And you see in here, because my son is in kindergarten, you'll see some different pictures in here so that he can be cued on what is next. And the rule in our house is that he can actually pick what order we do these things in, but all things need to be checked off by the time that the day is done. And so even though the list is really long, many of these items take no more than five minutes. Uh, So we work our way through it. He keeps track of it. We ended up putting it in a clear sheet protector so he can just check it off with a whiteboard marker and we work through the day. So really trying to give him some control. I think the challenging thing with being in our homes right now is that many of us are feeling really out of control and that's hard. So the more you can make things predictable, the more structures you can put in place, it actually helps students feel reassured and feel safe. And it also gives you a plan to deviate from. Uh, It doesn't mean that all things, like Shelly said, need to happen in the sequence that they're on there or that you can't veer from it, but you need to have a place to start from. And having a place to start from is really important when you create some ground rules. Now, Shelly and I, um, our kids are really different ages, right? My child is in kindergarten. Hers is a senior in high school. So the rules in our house are a little bit different. For us, it is work through the entire plan and do it at your own pace. Come ready to learn when we step into our learning space. Take a break when you need it and always do your best work. So those are our four agreements, but we really recommend that you sit down and think before what are gonna be your triggers? What's gonna be helpful? What are those rules and norms that are gonna be most supportive for you? And as you think through that, think of questions like, is there a choice on what work gets done first? If you have a child who procrastinates certain subjects, maybe that's the one that goes first. Is there a specific start time in your house? For many of us who are also working homeschool parents, start time is sometimes less flexible because we have meetings to get to. How long will you work? Is there a general amount of time that you plan on spending together? How often do you take breaks? For my son, taking breaks at least every 15 minutes is really important. Even if it's just a three-minute stretch break or taking a break to just pause take a deep breath and sort of get recentered. Is food allowed in your learning space? Is that a non-negotiable for you? Some kids learn better when they're chewing gum, actually. Uh, is that okay in your house? Are there rules around technology? We know that technology plays an integrative part in many of our lives. And so are you allowed to be on the phone as a homeschool parent? Can your kid? Is the phone a tool or is it a distraction? And when problems arise, and they will, and that's okay, But when they do, what are your agreements with you and your child of how you solve problems? Will you first take a break from each other? Will you talk it through? And not to forget, how are you going to celebrate? Good things will happen too. My son read his first uh, book today. He was reading a Bob book and it was about, Dot, you can do it. And he read the whole thing and he was so proud. And so we celebrated with a dance party. But Shelly, what other ways can we keep students motivated? How else can we celebrate? 
Yeah, I think that this is my favorite part of the day, actually. Um, my daughter, Elsa, and I, we go over her the schedule every day, and she sets some priorities. Um, she's 17, so she can do a pretty good job. I like to know what they are. It gives me a thumb on what her progress is and a, a check-in and a pulse on what she's trying to accomplish, both at school and in the other things in her life, since she has a lot of extra time. And when we get through those priorities, those priorities at the end of the day, um, we do a little celebrating. Last night we had ice cream sandwiches, but I like, I try not to always do food. I think a lot of us are really thinking about that. We've had dance parties. We've had movie nights with families. I think it's really important to remember that different people and different families and different kids need different things. So what can you do to make this fun and to help your kiddo persist in their work? Remember, these are really trying times for everyone. And as you establish routines, especially because they're all new, right? You're going to be keeping these routines that you're establishing now for a, for a lot of weeks, it, it looks like. Um, so think about what you want your life to look like. Establish those routines and then celebrate when you're doing the right thing, when the days are going smoothly, when you're checking off your task list. Um, make sure that you're making time to do that. Reward yourself, reward your kids on a job well done. And today's session really was just a primer on everything. So our next uh, part in this series is really diving a lot deeper in your schedule. How can you make that schedule fun? Uh, what are different components? How do you lay it out? So make sure to tune in next time when we talk about that. And please don't forget, um, you are amazing and you're doing the best that you can. Give yourself some grace. Um, Gandhi actually said that every home is a university and parents are the teachers. You are teaching your kids so much. Don't ever underestimate the lessons that come from just being in community, being present with your child, uh, helping around the household. Uh, so many students go off to college and don't know how to do laundry. So uh, get a start on that and create a chore list. Remember from today that you need to have a dedicated space. You need to have your materials handy. Keep a schedule, make sure it's realistic and flexible lay some co-created ground rules and have some fun and celebrate. So until we see you next time, we wish you all the best. Be safe and try to have some fun homeschooling. Take care.